Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow. And we want you along this journey with us. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Black Girl Flow Podcast. It is your favorite duo tuning in on a beautiful October day. Ah, love that. Right? I love that for us. I really hope that everybody's enjoying all that the fall has to offer. I don't know about y'all, it hit me like a ton of bricks, but now I'm just trying to slow down and I'm not even gonna front. I was driving the other day and I literally saw a leaf just like fall off of a tree and I was like yep that's me a dead that's leaf no. <laughs> no just kidding <laughs> twirling in the wind <laughs> trying to find home <laughs> <laughs> no 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 genuinely it was like this really beautiful moment where I'm like ah oh, yes like on the a right reminder path. of like the seasons are changing and I'm changing and yeah. all is right in the world but how are yeah. you Olivia I feel like this month for me the word that comes to mind I feel like I had a lot of clarity um on a lot of different areas of my life like questions that I had been asking from the beginning of the year like what's my purpose like what am I supposed to do and I will say y'all networking and like just talking to people really will help you figure out and better align with the path that you want to like be on and I think I just did a lot of that this month talking to people understanding their career journey because I think for a lot of us in our 20s um who like we might have picked a major in college and then like our college might have put us on this track oh yeah and yeah. one day you just wake up and you realize like wait like I've just been on autopilot doing things yeah and I don't even know if this is what I really like and some people you know that happens in their 20s some people happens in their 30s and beyond but I kind of had that moment where I was like whoa like it's just a weird feeling being on autopilot so I've just been trying to like make sense it's of, like the matrix it's like yeah the pill. world or red pill. Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird how like caught up in li- like life you can get and be like, wait, I totally had other ambitions before doing something like day to day that yeah. I like just been doing on autopilot. So, how are, how have you been doing? Pretty good, honestly. I think like my I thought my the rest of my year was like pretty booked and busy and yeah. like set for what it was going to be and some things have like fallen through, come through, things like that. Yeah. And now I feel like, okay, then this my year should actually be pretty chill, which I'm really yeah. looking forward to. So this was like the first weekend in a really long time. I haven't been like out of town having to work or do anything. So yeah. it's been really nice to just like actually catch up with myself. Sometimes I feel like I'm trying to catch up with the version of myself that's like doing life quicker than I can cognitively recognize it. Mm -hmm. And this was like a good little reset. It was funny because during the like weekend you were like, oh my gosh, it's your self care time. Like all this stuff. And I was like, no, it's just me doing the things I want to do that like I haven't been able to do. Like do my laundry, like Y'all know Aquariuses have to be different, right? (laughs) Speaking of zodiac signs, we're actually in Scorpio season, so shout out to all the Scorpios. But tell people you're on a new, you're on like another iteration of your zodiac astrology journey. Like, yeah, I let the let the let the girls know, let the girlies know. I know. So 
for those that don't know, which <laughs> I think you would probably know if you've listened to like two episodes and maybe just one episode of the podcast, I'm super into astrology. Um, and I have been since a super young age, but I recently came across Vedic and sidereal astrology. And that is the astrological system that is not westernized that a lot of people in India have used. And it's been um, dated to, you know, I think start like since around the same time, I think as like Western the astrology, but, era. but the main difference between them is that Western astrology is like on a fixed Zodiac, uh, you know, calendar while Vedic and sidereal astrology look at where the stars are currently. And so if you even like saw Lizzo's like recent vanity fair oh, yeah, interview, yeah, yeah. the interviewer like told her that she was actually not an, an yeah, not a Taurus. She was an Aries. Um, and so if you are interested in looking up like more astrological things, you should see what your sidereal or Vedic astrology sign is because the dates are like different. But for some of my friends, it's really cool because their birthday falls like a little like in the middle. So their still sign both. is still the same sign on both the Western and Eastern um, like astrological system. But and I found out that with my new sign, I'm a Sag Ooh, you ready to admit instead it? of a Capricorn, which is really cool because I just think that like we all have different elements of like, yeah each sign so I'm like ah and I think at the end of the day it's the perfect example of a both and exactly information's information and I think it's pretty cool that you're into that new knowledge yeah you gotta be open to it tap in we shouldn't be so divided (laughs) (laughs) because some people gonna find out that they're Gemini's and they're gonna be like oh no No, y'all literally in this new in this like or it's not new but in this uh Vedic and sidereal like uh-huh. I'm considered a Capricorn with a Gemini rising, rising. and um, Aquarius moon and I personally do not love that for myself yeah <laughs> but it was funny because Liv and I were like going back and forth about like what would it mean if she was a Sag and I was really a Capricorn granted yeah. I already attract a lot of Capricorns in my life so it's just kind of funny at that point but yeah, I think this season is just kind of giving us new information, new insights, yeah, new moments. But I'm and also really loving us, it. Also helping us like return to ourselves as well in really dope ways. Oh my gosh, yes, and which we love. We really, really do love. So it's time for the meat of the conversation, y'all. And y'all know we like to have conversations that are rooted around how we make sense of our relationship with others. And also keeping the community in mind. And it's funny because y'all see sugarcoating. <laughs> living with your friend will obviously have you seeing things about them that you didn't necessarily notice beforehand. And one thing that I will both Lexi and I, you know, notice more so Lexi because she lives this on a day to day, but Lexi is a very hyper independent person. And She's like, if you're watching her YouTube right now, like she's literally glaring at me. But she's she's a very hyper independent person. Like I'm a panther about to pray. Yes, (laughs) she's a very hyper independent person, and she. uh, I think I'm independent. Hyper is an interesting definition. Yeah. So when I say hyper independent, this is what I this is what I'm thinking. I think of someone that does everything alone. Some uh, sometimes at the detriment to their like own health. So when I say everything alone, I don't mean like spending time alone, but more so like doing tasks alone that could 
oftentimes maybe require two or three people, but being like, ah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Like I don't need anybody's help and I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. So I've noticed that with Lexi Mm -hmm. and I think we've had multiple conversations around that, you know, why can't you depend on me? Like, like, do I need to do something to, prove to you that like I can help you with these tasks yeah and we just thought it'd be dope to bring it to the podcast to have more of a deep and honest conversation because I know that there's got to be more people (laughs) out there that might resonate with being hyper independent well I think it's really interesting because you know yes you have a very personal anecdote of like living with me and being able to observe that but I think black women in particular Mm. kind of succumb to this narrative because we're given this like superwoman mentality this like idea of being kind of able to do it all that like mm-hmm. you're this strong independent black woman absolutely like, have we said it yes we have have I said it absolutely why because it feels like we have barriers on barriers kind of stacked up against us and not all the time do people even recognize that or acknowledge that that's a lived experience let alone help or work to Mm. eliminate those so I think that this is not just an isolated incident of just like my upbringing and how I got here but I think that this is like a such a much larger conversation that a lot of black women might be able to relate to Mm -hmm. of just saying like I just have to do it. Like, I just have to do it because who else is going to do it for me? And I'm not going to wait for people to get it um, or get with the program. So I think that this can really showcase the depth of our experience as black women. It's interesting because I think that even though I grew up with like a single black mom, like seeing her do everything on her own, I feel like makes me more inclined to ask for ask help. for help mm-hmm. so you feel like your relationship with asking for help has always been like pretty positive I think that I've never been afraid of someone telling me no I love this because Liv really is she's like I'm at least gonna ask I've gotta <laughs> ask I've gotta ask and if you tell me no then okay that that's that's it but I'm not going to you know suffer in silence mm. um and like be just like I don't know so is there a particular instance that you like remember either growing up with that you were like ah yeah I definitely like when did you learn the benefit of asking for help because I think a lot of us don't have those positive memories around that that's a really good question. I'm not sure if there's like a particular. She was like, it was in the kindergarten class and I needed scissors one day. <laughs> not even. I think that I, I've i just always been the more outspoken person like within my family. Um, I can't say the same for my brother. Like I've seen him mm. actually suffer in silence. Um, and I think being protective of him, like. I'm always the person that's going to end up speaking up so that we can, you know, have whatever we need, have whatever we need. Exactly. Like there've been instances where it's like, ah, like I'm, we're both hungry. Like no one's really checked up on us and it's like, you know, getting late. Like I need to be the person to speak up. So I never really had a problem with asking. Cause you saw it as also a part of a necessity. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, how do you feel like that has shown up in your life? Like, what's the first instance that you felt like it was, you know, okay or not okay to ask for help? 
I don't think I ever really had like a negative experience with asking for help. Yeah. I think it was just very much like growing up and knowing that you're responsible for managing your own kind of thing. And like, if you need anything, the help was always there. But knowing, I think I've just always had this like kind of confidence and like I could figure it out myself. And I genuinely think that like I have more of a euphoric response when I'm able to accomplish something based off of my own, like my own work ethic, my own efforts. Mm -hmm. So I think what the potential for hyper independence and a lot of people will talk about it being almost a trauma response of like not being able to ask. I think it's actually just like a, you move through the world so confident in your own efforts sometimes that like you don't actually know how to read the room for when you might not need, like when you might, when one, it might not be necessary to do by yourself or two, how to assess the situation when like you have taken on too much for your one individual self. So sometimes I think at least for in my experience, the hardest part is communicating to people that it's not because I don't not trust them. It's actually that I trust myself too much. But I think they're both. I think it's like a little bit of both, though. The same way. Because I think. I think you're saying you you trust yourself too much. Yeah, like I genuinely like, think that I can do it. I genuinely think that I can do my jobs, manage my household and do this. Like I genuinely think I'm capable of that. And that's worked out like up until now. It's, like, and that's, you feel and like so that's what I'm saying. It's like, so we get so fixated in like, well, it's worked up until now. Why would I ask for help? And if I ask for help, that means that I'm not capable. So it's like you dig yourself so much into a hole, but it's not always negative taking on so much because it's like, dang, like, yeah, I really can do that. Like I have pride in that I built almost every piece of furniture in my Airbnb. Did I really need to do that? No. But do I have pride in that? For Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. It makes me feel really good that I did that by me for myself. So when's an instance where you feel like you would need to ask for help? And like you wouldn't be able to do it on your own. Is there an instance? For sure. I think anybody can get to a place where it's like, you know, the demand meets more than anyone's capacity to. And it's like there are certain times where it's like that or just the need for others to support and making sense of the inventory of what you have. Because it's like you're not immune to being overwhelmed by the workload. You're not immune to you know, circumstances outside of your skill sets and your knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think luckily in the workforce, I'm pretty good about being able to delegate and say like, this is, this plays on your strengths. This plays on my strengths. Like we can split this up and I don't need to be a part of every single aspect of this. So in personal life, like where does that show up? Like where you're comfortable with saying like, Hey, you can handle this. Like, does that, cause I personally haven't seen that. Like even today, as we were talking, like you're, I'm like, yo, when you were sick, like you weren't really asking for help or anything like that. Like you're like, okay, I can manage this on my own, even yeah. though I'm sick. So when is it, when is an in- that's why I'm like, I need to understand, like, is there an instance? For sure. I think sometimes like you get, or can you point. give an example? I think certainly you can get to a point where 
you genuinely need it. But I, I think this is where a lot of people are like the hyper independence can strain a relationship because, and I think I've learned this over the years of just like, there are certain things that you, people want to be able to show up for you as an act of love. Mm-hmm. And by denying them that is kind of like controlling the relationship in a way saying like, you can only love me in these ways or you can only love me in those ways. So I think that just being mindful of that. So it's like, for example, I think if people offer, then it's like, yeah, there's very little I'm going to say no to, to saying like, like I've had friends who have helped me move and it's like, did I need them? Absolutely. Did I know I needed them? Probably not in the depths. Like when I was moving from my apartment to here, like my boyfriend was incredible in being like, Hey, like there's all of these ins and outs and the details that like you might not be thinking of. So like, I'm going to get the U-Haul for you and like, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to bring it to the house. And I was like, wow, like I would have never asked him to do that. Right. I would have never asked him to do that. But it's like, if people are saying and going out of their way to be like, this is what I want to do for you. I'm like, cool. I can trust you to do that. Like I'm going to trust you to do that. And he did. And it was incredible. And not just that, but like, he got all of his friends and his brother to come help move me. Right. And it's like, I wouldn't, I promise you, I would not have asked him to do that. Like I probably would have been like, Oh yeah, I'm looking to hire movers and like all this stuff. But he was like, uh, no, you're not like, you're simply not. And then one of my best friends literally was like, because especially since like my parents don't live in the same state as me, I've had to move myself multiple times from Mm -hmm. like one place to another, like in college from like my first apartment to my second apartment, like down the road, like I've had to do those things by myself. So in my head, I'm like, I got it. But in reality, moving from an apartment to a house, that's a whole different ball game. Like that takes so much more like intention and like, set up and things like that. So it's like my friends were really incredible to just like say like, I'm going to be there. Like, I'm just going to be there whether or not you need my help or not. Like, I'm just going to be there. And it's like, they end up, I need them so much, you know? So I, it seems like, it seems like you're able to accept it when someone else points it out for you. But from my experience with you, like it's usually there, there have been situations where you have, had something that like would require the help of two or three people but then like you'll tell me afterwards so I don't even have the opportunity to show up for you in that way so like can you explain the thought process behind (laughs) when you're actually in the thick of it and you realize like dang like I might need some people to help but like ah no like I've got it because there's There's still this like thought there's no thought in between at least for myself like there's no thought in between like the situation becomes what it is and like I need somebody's help. It's always hindsight. It's like, oh yeah, it would have been really nice to have somebody. But like my first inclination, and I think this is why people say it's like a trauma response. Your first inclination is not to ask. Your first inclination is to just be like, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Even though it might not be the most effective way. But I think for me, you know, you kind of rationalize it to be this like, it would take too much time and effort for me to try and explain the circumstances to somebody than to just handle it. And when I'm under high stress, people asking me clarifying questions is quite literally the worst case scenario for me. So if I'm like, hey, I really need your help, you know, because um, like my car got a flat tire. It's like, well, where were you? And it's like, 
does it really matter now? Like Mm -hmm. the current circumstances that I have a flat tire. So these follow up questions, like I'd rather hang up and just handle it myself. Got you. (laughs) Because it's like, how does that matter to anything that's going on? Granted, it might be necessary for somebody to say like, to set the context and being like, wait, no, that, that helps. But it's like, for me, it's like, that's more work. And I need people who are solution driven at that moment. Yeah. So most of the time I just kind of keep it to myself. Another thing living with Lexi is if you are <laughs> asking, if you are asking clarifying questions, you better make sure that you got money prepared. Cause she's going to be like, are you going to pay for it? Are you okay, going go ahead to and tell them the one circumstance that I told you that. Go ahead and tell there's one story she's talking about in particular. And if she's going to bring it up, she's going to give all the I, details. I think, I think what happened was like you were, you were, I actually don't remember. You were like trying to get your tires fixed, right? No, I like, this was the time you didn't have a car yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and might have to lay out the scene. So sometimes like you would use my car mm-hmm. to just like go run errands or groceries yeah. or stuff. And I was just like doing maintenance on my car. Like yeah. I had taken it to the shop to get like just this kind of the oil change and like checked up on. And then um, one of my tires was always going flat. So I like took it to the tire shop and it ended up needing to get replaced. So I just replaced all my tires. And so it was one morning that I had left super, super early to drop my car off. And then I had or it was getting, um, it was getting its checkup and yeah. I had dropped it off and Ubered back home. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, oh yeah, my boyfriend's about to come back and pick me up so that he could drop me off to get my car. Yeah. And, and I was like, like, what's wrong with your car? Yeah, She was like, what's wrong with your car? Like, wait, you were gone this morning. Wait, how did you get back home? She started asking me all these questions. I think it might've been two questions. She started asking me all these questions. Yeah. <laughs> and in my head, I was just like, it doesn't matter now. Cause like it's already happened. And yeah. I think I might have said something along the lines of like, you're like, are you going to pay? F-? Yeah. You pretty much said, are you going to pay for it? I just said, I'm not obligated to tell you unless yeah. you want to pay for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that was too wrong, but I want to hear it from your perspective. I was just like, okay, this girl's a little finicky when it comes to answering questions. So I won't ask them on period. <laughs> <laughs> so then, okay. So then as a, per, as a friend who sees, uh, you know, another black woman probably being hyper independent, to it the, sucks. So because, because why? Because again, like I want to be there for you, but like you don't give me the opportunity to, so I can't. And it's not like, it's just like, I know that you'll get it done and like, you'll probably, yeah, like everything will be fine in the end. But it doesn't feel good to like hear that you're under stress when I'm literally just like chilling and I could have done something to like make it better. Yeah, I think if you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the thing is, the, the funny thing is the reason why you're saying, yeah, it's because, you know, it's she knows, guys. She literally knows that I would like to help everyone's always been like yo why don't you tell us like what we'd love to help you and you're still like yeah anyways (laughs) so what's for dinner (laughs) so run me 30 bands right right now now. yeah i i I feel you i feel you but what do you feel like the moral of the story is for you hyper independent girlies the moral of the story is is there deep-seated 
introspection to help us understand why it might be difficult to ask for help. And I, and I genuinely, I genuinely believe that a lot of black women struggle with this. Truly. Yeah, they do. Because there's not a lot of aspects of society that are reliable so to us. What can we so do in our inter I think the <laughs> personal relationship? I think the first thing that we can root ourselves in is not being so quick to drastically doing the other side of it because I think it takes slow and steady progress to really build the trust. But I think doing that with a trusted group of people, telling them that that's a goal that you have to say like I want to, I want to embody, you know, letting go of responsibilities and putting them in their appropriate places. But it first takes us recognizing that like we cannot walk alone in our life. Like Mm -hmm. we genuinely cannot do this by ourselves. I always think about like that proverb. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure it's like an African proverb. That's like, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go together. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we genuinely have to believe that and see that through and like living it. But it will not happen with you drastically throwing up your hands being like, I need everybody to help me because like you haven't given people the opportunity to do that. So it's wow, like, wow, you're speaking to, to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, I live with an incredible human who gets to model that for me every single day. Somebody who's not afraid to ask for what she needs. And I hope that whoever is out there that is maybe a hyper independent girly is able to just think of one task that is coming up, you know, in the future that they can actually lean on someone to ask for help. And I'm going to task Lexi with this task as well to just think of one thing. Communication is key. I'm telling y'all, because if you ask somebody to do something for you and you don't tell them how to be successful in it, you'll be disappointed. So just let it Are you afraid of the disappointment? No, I get disappointed on a day-to-day basis. I'm a black woman in the United States. What day have I not been disappointed? Literally, the day Beyonce releases any album, I'm not disappointed. And And that's on peace. (laughs) 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 What a silly question, Lexi. When are you not disappointed? Bruh, this... Let's be Be so fucking for real (laughs) right now. All right, (laughs) y'all. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the black girl flow podcast do you have any lasting words other than be so fucking for real (laughs) no i think we're in it together and i'm happy and excited to be doing this with other folks in the bgf community hey all right y'all we are ending this episode with peace love blessings and we will see you guys next time bye bye all right that wraps up our episode this week We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and TikTok. So connect with us there if you want to join in on all the key keys. With that said, we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks.